as black and white as I can be, it's you just got to be selfish. You know, I wouldn't like to say that to the people that I didn't invite to the wedding, but it's definitely the advice I give to anyone who's getting married if they ask me. I reckon everything, not, not just the guest list, you know, the whole day. I think it's just got to be totally about you and your and your bride, you know. Hi and welcome to the Unveiled Podcast, debunking wedding planning all the way to I do. As a photographer and videographer in the industry, we're asked daily as to where to start when it comes to planning your big day. So allow us to help you make the planning process as seamless as possible. Consider Unveiled your little black book of weddings, packed full of insight from industry experts, do's and don'ts from couples who have tied the knot, plus an abundance of info on your most requested topics. I'm Lucy, founder and photographer at Lucy Weddings, and I'm here with wedding videographer and my soon-to-be husband, Eddie Blake. G'day, Luce. Excited for today's episode because we are interviewing a groom. It's uh, exciting. One of my past couples, actually. Luke and Casey got married back in 2017 on the beautiful island of Mallorca in Spain. Yeah, so here in Australia at the moment, we might not be able to physically travel the world as of yet. However, that doesn't mean we can't get you guys excited about the day that we finally can. That's it. So before we hightail off to Spain, we thought we'll touch on a few things that we've taken from shooting destination weddings ourselves. So the first point we got here is to be conscious of the language barrier. And I'll give you an example. One of our mates eloped a few years ago uh, over in Italy and he booked an amazing Italian photographer, but then got there and came to the realisation that this guy doesn't speak a word of English. Second point, if you can get somewhere before you decide to settle on the venue or have someone extremely reliable do it for you, do it that way. It'll just make sure that you get your bearings. That way you can take a lot of photos, you can ask a lot of questions and just it just takes one element of going into the day blind off the cards. Another one would be to consider having your location situated all on the same spot or very close together. Uh, Luke will go into in this uh, episode about he had some troubles with the logistics because he was getting ready in town, but then the the location of the ceremony was actually 45 minutes up in the hills. So the logistics then when you're in a foreign country makes it a little bit difficult. So just factor in that as well. Like all weddings, leave room for error and expect the unexpected. I delayed flights, vendors cancelling last minute, the wrong coloured bouquets turning vendors up. Vendors cancelling last minute. That's yeah. hectic. Well, <laughs> I've heard it really? happens. Oh, yep, wow. bands cancelling. How do you factor in for that? Well, this is just what you've got to weigh out. <laughs> I guess so. I'm hoping your vendors don't cancel on you last minute. <laughs> yeah, just I think being conscious of the control factor isn't probably as there it, – it's not there as much as it probably would be if you were getting married locally. So just something to keep in mind. So the next one is to factor in exchange rates when you're budgeting. Obviously, things aren't going to be in Aussie dollars, so you just really need to be mindful of factoring those rates, especially if you're going to be sourcing someone locally. And the last point we got here is to consider bringing over your vendors from Australia. If you're getting married, especially over in the Northern Hemisphere, it's going to be low season here in Australia. So a lot of your vendors would be willing to travel overseas and discount the package as a whole, but then just get their travel covered. So before you rule out not bringing anyone over completely because you think it's going to be too expensive, it's worthwhile just putting some feelers out there. 
Cool. Well, there's some first-hand pointers which hopefully help. Now we'll kick off our episode with gorgeous groom Luke. G'day, Luke. How are you? Yeah, good, man. Really good. We're excited to have you on. Thanks so much for doing this. You're our um, you're our first groom. Yeah. <laughs> oh no way. <laughs> yeah. And you're um, our stuff. first groom. So yeah. no pressure. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm feeling it. No, you'll be great. All right. So Luke, can you please give us a bit of a rundown on your proposal story? I feel like so many guys go into it with such a plan of what they're going to say and then you hear the proposal story and it's it's like I couldn't get anything out <laughs> oh this, that's exactly me like I I had everything so pre-planned in my head to the point where I'd even told you know Stevie one of my best mates you know this is what I want to do and and you know he he kind of helped me set it all up and then when it when it came to crunch time it, nothing was working like we were in the most beautiful place you know and and it just it just felt so sort of forced and awkward that I you know it wasn't until I sort of cancelled it and then you know once I sort of all that kind of pressure was off it mm. it just kind of fell into place you know and it was it was perfect so yeah well because you got that much on your mind you're like is she we're probably confident she's going to say yes, but like just in terms of should we, should we get the spot right, get the words right, it's just and then it all just sort of just happens and you're like, oh. Oh, exactly, man. It, it was all a fuss about nothing, you know. By the time it was happening, you know, it, it was done and it, it was so good. And then we just spent the whole night on the phone, you know, ringing home and telling everyone that we were engaged and it, it was really nice. So, yeah, it was, it was a good one. Do you think Casey knew Luke? I don't think she she knew it was going to happen then, but she, I'm sure she was expecting me to to propose. And all <laughs> they like, weren't we're, expecting. We'd been yes. together for ages, yeah. So, um, yeah, it was it was probably crunch time. I reckon I needed to get it done. Yeah, nice. sounds beautiful. Yeah. So one of the reasons we um wanted to hear your story is to we're obviously in lockdown now, but eventually destination weddings are going to be very much back on the cards. What made you guys pick Mallorca as a destination? We'd, we'd been living overseas for a while and we'd done all of our time off. We we sort of did as much travel as we could. Mallorca, we, we hadn't actually chosen that. We hadn't been there before we chose it as the wedding venue. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, yeah. So the a lot of the guys we were working with, um, some of them lived there. And a lot of the other guys on their time off, you know, were constantly going there. So we'd heard we'd heard nothing but good things. And when then, you say working with Luke, what do you mean? As in like the people that you were kind of warming towards with your like supplies for your wedding? No, sorry. We, we, we were working oh, on you were doing uh, a job? yachts over there. Oh, yeah. I see. Okay. Yeah. So our, our like crewmates. Oh, okay. Uh, yep. So, uh, and, and the boats quite often go to those islands as well. It's a bit of a, it's kind of a bit of a destination for the yachts too. So we, we knew a lot about it, but we'd actually never been there. Our first trip to Mallorca was specifically to um, look for a wedding venue. We'd kind of traveled to like a few places with like a, a similar vibe, I guess. And then um, I guess just chatting with our, our friends who, who live there and whatnot. And you know them knowing us as well. They said, "Listen, you guys have got to, you've got to come over. You've got to come and see it. You'll love it, sort of thing." And sure enough, we did. Yeah, we. It's one of the the best places we've ever been. So we were stoked to get married there. Yeah, I haven't been there, but I've been to. I've done Ibiza, and yeah, I'm. I don't know how many people would choose to get married there, but <laughs> <laughs> my looks 
beautiful. How did you guys, um, how'd you find the logistics of organizing a destination wedding? So Case is, you know, very organized and loves that sort of thing. So um, a lot of pressure was been off me there, but I think it's quite a um, popular spot for weddings. And there's also um, a lot of people there speak English. There's a lot of expats from, you know, all around the world that live there and have sort of set up companies there, you know, whether it's, yeah, like hospitality stuff, wedding stuff. So I think it's got a pretty good sort of wedding industry on the island. And then we got, I'm not sure who tipped us into it, but an, an event company there called Alago. We got put in touch with them. And that's how we met Lucy. Eddie, you'd, re- you'd remember Lucy. Yeah, she was yeah. our wedding planner. Yeah, she was outstanding. Yeah, she she was absolutely amazing. And obviously she spoke English. She was from, uh, I think she was British. So spoke, you know, perfect English. And um, she was really experienced and had the, God, anything we needed. She just had so many answers for her. She was amazing. So yeah. like really couldn't have done it without her. She didn't. Without her, it would have been difficult, but with her, it was just super easy. Yeah, I was going to ask you, that was going to be my next question for anyone who is kind of doing the destination wedding. Would you suggest getting someone who is in sort of the events, the coordination space to yeah. give you a hand and be based there while you guys are, you know, doing it from overseas? That That's a definite um, yes for me because Lucy was, you know, Lucy lived there, she she had all her own contacts and uh she just knew everything back the front you know on the island yeah Yeah. it helps with transport accommodation all of those things too probably yeah oh she had she had like anything we needed any questions we had she was just across it all you know and it was sort of instant too because she was there you know she she just had had answers straight away because i think she was really good at her job and in anything that she didn't know you know, it was just a, a normal day at work. So she just had access to everything instantly. Yeah, that's it. And like you said, with that language barrier, it helps a lot because being on that island, I mean, if you're close to major cities, probably like Barcelona and some other places, there people might get by in English. But when you go to somewhere remote where it's probably yeah. a, a lot of locals that aren't necessarily speaking English, it's so good to have that point of reference because she felt like it felt like she was the, yeah, definitely the, the centerpiece of communication to all your vendors and obviously to you guys. Oh, massively, mate. She spoke Spanish and English. She, she just, I don't know, I don't know how long she'd been doing it for. She just had such a huge pool of resources and contacts for everything, yeah, you know? And great. like there was just nothing was a, too a an issue. Yeah, yeah nothing great. was too hard. Luke, did Case allocate you any jobs in particular in the planning? Yeah, I think she sort of dudded me with a couple of lines. Dudded. <laughs> Can you do the napkins, doll? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, my God, she did. But, um, yeah, yeah, you know, Case was definitely not a control freak, but, she, you know, she she's really organised. So I guess I was kind of able to just be involved with the, the fun stuff. I had to, my main job, I remember, was the, the cake. So that was specifically. I love that. <laughs> yeah, that was specifically my um, my thing to get sorted. We actually got this this little old grandma that lived out in the countryside of Mallorca. Oh, that's to, so um, special. I love that. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. It was so nice. She invited me out to her house and she had, she had like, 
made these almost like cupcakes, you know, sample cakes of, of what she could do. And, you know, we sat down in her lounge room and she, she, she was dead set like a grandma and, um, you know, had tea and coffee and, and all the little cakes. She had all these little, you know, hand, hand prepared notes and, you know, plastic sleeve photos, uh, folders of photos of the cakes that she can do. And, you know, it was at the time I thought it was a bit like, oh, maybe this is a bit risky. Sure enough, her and her husband on the mor- on the morning of the wedding personally delivered the cake, and and they were so sweet, and it was um it was delicious too. So I was stoked with that. <laughs> Eddie loves the cake. Did you have some cake, Ed? I do. At, at at weddings, a lot of the time the guests are so keen to just get up and start dancing, and then <laughs> we eat. The I cake. just flock to the cake. <laughs> we're like, where's the dessert bar? <laughs> Yeah, that's a, cool. <laughs> that, that's a beautiful cultural tie-in to yeah. your wedding, and I think that that is that's a gorgeous thing about destination weddings too. Is that yeah. you can find those sort of homegrown touches, which make it really special. Yes, well, and supporting local fantastic. business. Yeah. When we were looking for a venue and whatnot, you know, Lucy took us round to different places. We sort of gave her a, a brief on what we were after, so. I guess picking the venue, a bit of, you know, it's putting some playlists together, the menu, some tastings, all that kind of stuff we all decided together. You know, that's what I mean by the fun stuff. Yeah. But um, all the sort of nuts and bolts, um, it was Case and Luce who were taking care of that. So one of the benefits of hosting a destination wedding is the beautiful, intimate nature of the day. And based off the footage that I've seen and some of your photos, it looked like just that. Was that always something you guys wanted from your wedding, that intimate nature of it? Yeah, definitely. We actually came home back to Sydney once we were engaged. In the back of our minds, we, we had, you know, we wanted to have the smaller wedding. So we thought we'd have a, a bit of a bigger engagement celebration with everybody. And I just, as, as fun as it was, I remember talking to Case the day after that and just, you know, I think there was a hundred or so people there and just saying far out, you know, it was, you know, all this hype for such a great night and yet we we only got to spend about five minutes, mm. you know, per person, you know, that wasn't really enough time or, or uh, you know, there just wasn't the chance to just sit down and enjoy the night and, and hang out with everybody. So the engagement party was just a reassurance on what yeah, you sort of yeah, wanted was, from your wedding. Big time, yeah. So it was a bit of an indicator that, you know, the massive, the big numbers just kind of was a, a bit, you know, sort of changed the vibe of what we were wanting to do yeah um, and being at your wedding as well you had it was probably around about the 40 numbers that sound about ask, right yeah. yeah i think i think we had like yeah 40 yeah. 39 or and something so like that, that yeah it was a good amount to you yeah, have that nice intimate setting get around to say good day to everyone but then also enough enough uh, legs to fill the dance floor at the end because i know that was an epic part of your celebration as well yeah man yeah we had um one of the things we wanted was um for everyone to be sat at the one table for for dinner and speeches case and i were 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 really keen on that you know as nice as it would have been it would have been to have all of our family as well you know that that's that was going to be you know almost 70 people instantly you know with no friends so it was a, a tough call to make that one but something that we you know, the, the size of our wedding and the intimacy of it was a, a huge highlight. Yeah, good on you guys for sticking to your guns with that. Do you have any advice for couples who are having to look at cutting their guest list down? 
Yeah, tricky, tricky question, and I don't, and I don't I know kind how, of put you, you, on how the you spot edit there, it. Sorry. <laughs> as black and white as I can be, it's you just got to be selfish. You know, I wouldn't like to say that to the people that I didn't invite to the wedding, <laughs> <laughs> but it's definitely the advice I give to anyone who's getting married if they ask me. Yeah, I reckon everything, not not just the guest list, you know, the whole day. I think it's just got to be totally about you and your and your bride you know so luke you said an outstanding wedding speech uh tell us how you went about prepping yourself for that (laughs) um the wedding speech was i actually i wrote that the night before the wedding i had um we had a little apartment i think you popped around eddie in the morning um of the wedding but um myself and my brother spent the night up there the night before the wedding and we just we went out for dinner had a couple of beers and then Harry, who was my my best man, he went to bed to write his, and I went to bed to write mine. So nice. we just did it like that. How did you yeah. feel that night before, Luke? I was really excited. Casey's parents and my parents had had come over um, a few weeks before the wedding, so we we'd had done a bit of travelling with them, you know, over the last couple of weeks, and then. Um, everybody kind of arrived in, in Barcelona on, at the same day. This was a, a few days before the wedding. Case had a hens and, and I had a bucks. Oh, and, so you, you know, did that over there? Yeah, yeah, oh, cool. we did all that there. Yeah. Nice. You know, it was kind of once people started arriving, like, we just got so excited. Like we, we, we kind of knew it was, was going to be great fun. But once everyone started rolling in and, and you know, all your best friends were we're over, you know, on the other side of the world with you. It just, it was re- just so exciting. Yeah. I was not so much nervous the night before, just really, uh, really excited. How did you guys go in as a whole sourcing your vendors? Yeah. So Luce definitely helped with a lot of the stuff on the island, but we did have a few things of our own that we brought along. Eddie, you were one of them with the the videos. We grabbed um, our photographers we had found on Instagram. They were a a couple from Germany who kind of traveled around quite a bit and it just so happened they were going to be in Mallorca on those dates. So that worked out really well. That is a yeah. good one actually for people planning to do a destination wedding. Mm-hmm. I know that we've had inquiries in, in the past. So if, if you're a photographer or whatever vendor that ends up being happens to be in that location or a similar location that weekend or at a similar week, then you, chances are you might save a little bit on travel. So that was good that that lined up for you guys. Yeah. Yeah, that was a huge saving because we didn't have to, uh, we didn't have to, you know, they just took that off the bill straight away. Yeah. It was awesome. Who did you have, Luke, for your photography? Uh, they were a couple called Chris and Ruth. Oh, um, yes, yes. I've heard of them. It's beautiful. Yeah, we'll, we'll chuck them as well as all your vendors down in the show notes. They were epic. Like we don't, we'd only had a couple of Skype chats with them, but like, wouldn't know them from a bar of soap and, um, you know, straight away they were just like having, you know, just like having a couple of friends around to take some pictures. It was, they were really, really good. So what would you say of the whole day, Luke? What was the highlight? Far out, the, lots of it. The ceremony was really special, you know, waiting for Case to, to arrive. Just so much, you know, we loved the whole thing. That The plan for the day was to have, I don't know how this makes sense, but kind of like a few mini events in the day, like mm. we just, 
tried to kind of move around the venue mm-hmm. and, and, and sort of have different stages of the night. So we had like the ceremony and, and everyone arriving and a couple of beers after the ceremony in one section. And then we wanted to kind of move to a, a different area where we had set up for the, the dinner. And then there were a couple little little spots in the, the thinker, it's called, like in this kind of house where we were able to have like a, a little area for a dance floor and then, a, you know, another area for a couple of cocktails and that. So, you know, each time we went to a, a new spot, we, you know, Case and I were just stoked. We loved every bit. Yeah, it was nice. I actually think I remember Eddie saying that about the wedding, saying yeah. how it was like the ceremony was in one spot and then you'd walk into this yeah. little area and it just opened it up like, and it was like... Yeah, it was like Willy Wonka. Had a, had like, a cave <laughs> for like a dance floor and it sounded, and, sounded yeah, unreal. And the dance floor at the end, that was like a proper dance floor cave. It was sick. <laughs> <Yeah>. Rave cave. <laughs> yeah, well, that I think it was the um, I think it was the old horse stable, to be honest. I think that's what it used to be. You know, I don't, I'm not sure how old the building was, but... Yeah, Lucy was telling us that, that that little area for the dance floor was, was used to be the old horse stable and it, it fit us in really well. So we love that. But yeah, being at, at your wedding year, guys, well, you had your barks and then you also had a bit of a sail around the island. I think it was a couple of days before or the day before. So talk to us about that. And did you do anything post-wedding as well? Yeah, so um, we, we did do that. Um, we got, I think it was about three or so days before the, the big one. But um, we chartered a, a catamaran from Mallorca and we, we just went out for an afternoon, you know, kind of around the island and pulled into a couple of swimming spots, had a few cocktails and some music and that. And it, it was awesome. That was kind of the, I guess, the first or the start of like all of our parents and family and then all of our friends, you know, all together for the first time. So that that kind of kicked off the you know, the week of, of good times. Yeah. It's probably, yeah. probably good that you did that a few days out because I can imagine that would have, the excitement <laughs> levels would have been through the roof. Yeah, yeah. That was a tactical um, date selection for yes. sure. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what would you say is um, one of the best decisions you guys made? I think for our wedding specifically was keeping the size down and being able to really enjoy what we discussed before, the intimacy of it. I think if we had have had, you know, a, a huge crowd in there, it, it just would have been nowhere near the same, you know, as, as a bummer as it was not to have all of our family and all of our friends. Um, I think keeping the numbers down really, you know, really suited us and suited the venue and, and what we wanted to do. So that was that was one. And then getting Lucy on board, the wedding planner, you know, spending that, that little bit of money there to to just have all the hard yards and, and the, you know, any stress that might have come our way if we were sort of trying to manage it ourselves. I think, have you know, paying someone to, to do that and handle that for you so it just doesn't, you know, we, we just didn't have, have any issues. You know, there might have been issues on the day, but Case and I were totally unaware, you know, because we had Lucy to, to just have everything covered. Yeah, yeah it's, nice. that's great advice, Luke. If you yeah. could, if you guys could go back, would you have done anything differently with your wedding day? The one thing that I would have changed is the morning of the wedding. I had I had all this sort of grand plan that you know my, my brother was staying in my apartment and that my uncle and my dad were going to come around and you know we were going to go for breakfast and and go down the beach and you know do all this stuff that you know I thought you had to do the morning of your wedding. I get it I, I for the guys though, because there is so much time for you boys to for that morning period. 
Yeah. So if I would have changed anything personally, I, I would have just not made plans for the morning and just let it, you know, just let it sort of unfold and, and ha- give myself plenty of time to just be ready for the main event, you know, instead of trying to squeeze stuff in beforehand. Did nice. you have any pre-wedding like morning of nerves, Luke? We had a, a bit of whiskey with my mum and dad and sister and that, and, you know, had the family around before it was time to go and, and just sort of hung out and, I only I got nervous, you know, waiting for Case, and you know, all our friends were there. That's probably when I started to get a bit, a bit uh, shaky. <laughs> <laughs> but um, leading up to it, you know, thanks to Case, it was all you know pretty organised and and um, not not too much to stress about. So, Luke, what's one bit of advice you think you could give to couples looking to book a destination wedding? Good advice would be get a wedding planner. The, 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 the wedding planner massively. <laughs> I know Lucy. I back to Lucy. <laughs> I think yeah. Without without her, I just don't think we would have been able to enjoy the the planning of it. I think it just would have been a stress and and uh, you know a lot of pressure. So I think it's it's just money really well spent. I would recommend that if you're getting married overseas, you, you know factor in. Um, getting some help from someone that's there, someone that knows the, the lay of the land and, and that you can trust and, you know, sort of, you know, on your level, knows what you want. Awesome stuff, Luke. Thank you so much. And thank you. You nailed being our first groom. Easy, guys. My pleasure. Thanks for uh, thanks for having me on. There you have it, episode nine with Groom Luke. We are creeping up to episode 10 and I just thought it would be a good time to say a big, massive thank you to all of our listeners who have been with us from start through to this point and all the people who have joined in between. We're actually loving doing this and we're getting such incredible feedback with it. So please keep those reviews coming. We've been blown out of the water with how beautiful your words have been this far so it's our motivation to keep going hearing all of that stuff from you guys so just know that we really appreciate it and we hope that we can keep delivering we'll see you guys next week cheers guys